Hi, you're listening to You're Like Really Pretty, a podcast for the girlies and the gays that love pop culture, reality TV, and the occasional juicy political scandal. I'm your host, Kayla. Oh my god, guys, how are you doing? I'm doing amazing per the usual, but I am amazingly tired. I have not recovered from my weekend. I guess this is 30. Um, I didn't even go hard either. Like, I had to get up on Saturday at... 2 30 in the morning for reasons that I am not going to discuss and um that sounds so cryptic but it kind of is and uh I just never went back out to sleep and then we me and my friends all went out to um our like wine country on this side of the mountains it's a town called Woodenville And we went to Chateau St. Michel and it was amazing and I had so much fun and um, I was just up all day and I got a hotel for myself and I fell asleep with my makeup on, which I never do. And that is a big no, 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 no. Uh, But yeah, I'm I'm not going to get into I had just recorded just now a monologue. (laughs) I went on a full-on monologue about my birthday weekend that went on for 32 minutes and I need to be like somebody needs to I need to be admitted I need to be 5150'd because why am I going on a monologue about myself for that long that no Okay, I need to do a tight 10 about myself, not 32 minutes. What is wrong with me? Why am I talking about myself that much? <laughs> oh my god. So I'm gonna do I'm I'm redoing this so it's not so vapid and annoying. But basically I had an amazing weekend. My friends this is the cliff notes. I had an amazing weekend. My friends really love me. I really love them. My friend Tay is really special. And even though she is going to go back home for a while, I am sad about it, but her soul needs it. And she will thrive because she went home. And when she came back, she was glowing and had peace. That That is the, I went on a whole thing about Tay for like five minutes. That is the summary of it. Okay, we're going to keep it cute and quick. Tay, if you're listening to this, I love you. I'm going to miss you. Eat Dole Whips for me. Second thing, our friend Ange. She is incredibly generous and buys everything for everybody. She got me a private tasting, me and all our friends, for my birthday at Chateau St. Michel. And then she also bought me dinner um, Friday or Sunday night when we went to the nice restaurant that's in our county. And it was really yummy. And my cliff notes on the dinner was my steak was really good. I did not like my potatoes or my asparagus, but they were cooked well. It was my taste that I didn't like. (laughs) My cliff notes on my friend H. She's very nervous around people. She came out and I was very around new people in groups. She came out. She was a trooper. She let her personality shine through. She was silly. She was corny. She was everything that I love about her. And we fell into our same dynamic that we had when we were younger, where I just am constantly like, are you okay? Are you comfortable? 
and she's constantly just so sweet and nurturing to me and we just are one big ball of love and it's still there and I'm never ever gonna let it go away um but I also went on a five minute monologue about her and how much I love her (laughs) and then my friend Caitlin who also came out um also my friends if I say your name and you guys don't want me to say your name please tell me because I will give you pseudonyms (laughs) I'm so tired I sound like a crazy person but my friend Caitlin she is hilarious um from the moment I met her this is cliff notes on her from the moment I met her she has been cracking me up since her humor is so specific to like the humor I like like it's very pop culture internet references but also she's just really quick and says funny shit and um but even though she's so funny and jokey jokey haha She's very sincere and earnest and uh, genuine. And so when she's giving you a compliment, you always believe her. When she's giving you advice, you always take it to heart. She's a special person. Um, So that that I have done quickly. It is now five minutes in. So I am doing good (laughs) because I all of that that I said. Oh, I forgot to add that the hotel that I stayed in by myself in Seattle um across the street from it was a hotel or was a it's now a hotel but it used to be apartments and that is where my grandpa Ted lived um and I also told in my first recording about how I have two grandpas on my mom's side they were not gay lovers even though that would have been iconic my grandma had an affair um she was married to my grandpa junior had an affair with my grandpa Ted my mom came about My mom didn't know for a lot of her life that um, my grandpa Ted was actually her biological dad. She thought it was her uncle. My grandpa Junior raised her as his own. And when she found out that, you know, things were different, they never let it get in the way. They were really good friends and they played bingo together. Okay, I wrap that all up very quickly. Um, instead (laughs) Instead of 32 minutes, it's six minutes. So... That was my weekend. It was amazing. The theme of my 30th year is um, I love myself and I love the people I surround myself with. And I'm very lucky that I have found this group of women. And I just want to continue to build female friendships and sustainable friendships and nurture these friendships because like, I'm the happiest I've ever been. Okay, we did it. We made it. I, I cut that down. <laughs> I think I was like having a therapy session with this microphone and I didn't realize it, but it was like a good therapy session where I was just bragging about myself and my life. And I kind of listened to a little bit of it and I was like, you sound insufferable. So, um, the next little note on my life is today was the first day of school. I'm so tired. Um, at first day of school and I already feel behind. I have so much homework to do. Uh, my canvas, I was looking at it, like, you know how there's the to do on canvas. I already have 16 things to do (laughs) in the next week. It, it's here. I'm in a university. Okay. This is not community college anymore. I'm in the thick of it. The class, I have one class in person. Um, and
its intro to ethics. And you want to know what our first question was? Uh, so we split up into groups um, that she randomly assigned, like before she even saw us, like she just randomly assigned our names to groups. And I am, first of all, there's 26 people in this class. About six of us are women. The rest are masculine presenting people. And I, so I'm in a group with nothing but boys. And um, not only is it nothing but boys, it's not men. It's actual boys. They're all 18. I am 30. So like she was like, get to know each other, introduce yourself, come up with like a team name. And so I'm like talking to them and they're like, well, maybe we'll share interests. And I said, how old are you to each one of them? I and you, we're not going to share any interests. I'm sorry. Okay. My water bottle has a sticker of Britney Spears on it. And you guys were talking about how one of your guys' hobbies was like 3D modeling. Um, which I think is amazing, but we're not going to have anything in common. Uh, that, that is so like old lady of me to say, like, we're not going to, you kids, um, despite the age difference, these kids were actually kids who took our question that we were assigned very seriously. And I was the one that was being jokey jokey. Um, but the question we were given as the class and then each one of our groups had to like debate, well, not debate, discuss. She, she got very, I don't know. I can't even remember. She was talking about discourse, debate, and dialogue and how those are very different things, but I forgot to go on canvas and read how they're very different. I know they're inherently different, but I can't remember exactly why they're different. Anyway, we were doing one of those D's in our group and the question she posed to the ca the class, which I feel like is too much for day one. She was asking if we'd kill baby Hitler. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I didn't want to take this class. It's part. Oh, I didn't want to take this class. It's required for my degree. And it is important that I take this class because I do plan on going to law school and being a lawyer and ethics is very much something that's involved in that. And I have to be able to understand the theories of ethical questions and ethical dilemmas. And it is something that's very relevant. But I also am very intimidated by this stuff. Um, and it just, I, I'm trying so hard not to be like, oh my god, I'm so scared, I'm so scared. Because I know that I can psych myself out. But I am so scared. Okay, the first question was, would you kill baby Hitler? It felt like life or death for me. I felt like I, and she kept emphasizing, our professor was like, there's no right answer. There's just like, why? Why do you feel that way? But I was like, oh my God, I'm going to change the course of history with my answer. Um, it was too much for me. It was entirely too much. I, it, it was too much. I was not in the, <laughs> in the headspace for that. I was, I was stressed about the parking um, I was stressed about where the classroom was, uh, because I was very confused on how this building was set up. I thought I knew how the building was set up. I did not know how the building was set up. Um, and I was hot and then I was really cold and I was chomping on my gum and I ended up giving myself a headache. It was a whole thing. Okay. It was a whole thing. 
all of my stressful tendencies, all of my anxiety, it reared its ugly head. So I got to get a grip before Thursday because that's when I go back into that class and she better not ask me, she better not ask anything about baby Hitler again. I can't deal with it. It's too much for me. Okay. That's my life. Let's get into this week's hot topics because I, I've already brought up my grandpa's, my grandma having an affair. I, I've talked about my friends. I've offered to give them pseudonames and I've talked about baby Hitler. I have like, it, it's time. It's time for me to move on. So this week is going to be a special little episode of just hot topics. Um, you know, me rambling about my life for a little bit. Um, and then just hot topics because, um, I am waiting for a book to come in for my next episode. Now you're saying, oh, well, while you were waiting for that, why couldn't you just pick a different model? And to that, I say, it's my podcast. I'm going to do it the way I want. And I should have done that. However, I am very busy. Okay. It was my 30th birthday. Sorry. (laughs) Okay, so the first big topic is Jonathan Majors, which I'm sure, because um, this is, you know, this is permeating everything. So what's so crazy is that uh, he was, you know, he's having a moment and I wonder if he is, um, if he's really going to have some consequences from this if this is going to derail his career so basically Jonathan he's like an Emmy nominated actor he like went to Yale for drama school and um, he was arrested on Saturday uh, in New York on misdemeanor charges of strangulation assault harassment and a reported domestic dispute with his girlfriend so the thing with strangulation um and a lot of people are saying like innocent until proven guilty and I guess she has now recanted her allegations um I've seen conflicting things I saw one thing where she um she didn't like call the cops it was him who called the cops saying she's unwell And then when the cops came, they spoke to her, they saw the marks on her, and she told them what happened, and so they arrested him. That's the one I've seen most often. And then another one I saw was that uh, she, even after she spoke with the police, she didn't want to press charges. And then um, after he was arrested, she dropped the allegation. So I don't know which one exactly is true, but, you know, they kind of along the same lines, like that she wasn't the one that contacted the police. And I feel that it's important to remind people that just because somebody drops their allegations doesn't mean they were lying. Um, Abuse is very complex and the dynamics at play uh, need to be taken into account. Um, and if she is being abused, it's not really crazy to think that her abuser would threaten her and make her drop the charges or drop the allegations. So that, to me, that doesn't indicate that he is guilt-free. What is 
particularly concerning about this is the strangulation aspect. And the thing with um, abuse and strangulation is that the chances of a woman being murdered by a domestic violence partner increased by 780% once uh, that their abuser puts their hands around their throat. And that is a terrifying statistic. Um, and I'm terrified for this woman. And the th- he's contested it. Um, I do think that he is going to take the route of uh, basically marketing himself to the um, the shade room audience and it's just yeah and it's and I saw rumblings um, on Twitter as soon as it happened like I, I think it was as soon as it happened and uh, the early the next morning there were people saying like like multiple tweets of people who know him from um, his NYC Yale drama community. And one person said, like, if you're part of this community, you've known how abusive he is. And that person called him psychotic. Um, and not in like a, uh, not in a way that was like, making light of the word and just being like, oh, he's a psycho. Like it, it, that is not how I read that at all. I literally read that this person believes that he is psychotic. Um, and then, uh, this other person named KB Allen, uh, he had tweeted out last month, um, that every time, uh, somebody, um, somebody makes a thirst tweet about this person. It just like kills them inside because, uh, they know like how awful they are and they know that, um, that they're abusive and that they're, uh, misogynistic and all this stuff. And it just, it just pains them to see Twitter thirst over them and they're just waiting for stuff to come out. And when it came out, they retweeted that and they like put the like finger down emoji, basically like I told y'all last month that like something was inevitably going to come out and people like to be like, well, why didn't you say something? And it's like, well, if their victims aren't saying anything, it's not on somebody to expose that. Like come on, you guys, it's 2023. Like, let's use our brain. And so there's been a lot of people cooperating that he's abusive. He's abusive to, um, the staff on the movies he works on, on the shows, on the productions that he is misogynistic. And I mean, this is all alleged, of course. And then you couple that with what's transpired over the weekend and what his girlfriend's alleging. And, um, you know, I'm not one to side with the cops, but if they came and saw her 
and it wasn't called in as a domestic violence. Because if, typically if something's called in for domestic violence, somebody's going to jail. And it sounds like it wasn't. It sounds like it was called in him like being like, she's not okay and abusers do that. They try to get ahead of the mess and manipulate and I don't know. It's just terrible. It's terrible if she was um, if she was being abused and it just makes me very sad. And he's ruined his career. Maybe. Maybe not. We don't know. People forgive abusers all the time. Brad Pitt. He has a perfectly functioning career. Johnny Depp. Perfectly functioning career. Um, Aaron Johnson. What's his wife's name? Who groomed him? I think her, or his name's Sam. Sam Johnson. Yeah. Um, he, he was literally groomed, um, by, by, uh, this woman. His name is Aaron Taylor Johnson. There we go. I knew that I was like, he has like first two first names because they like hyphenated both their names. His name's Aaron Taylor Johnson. His wife's name is, uh, Sam Taylor Johnson. And she like groomed him and she has a perfectly fine career. Like, I mean, the internet makes fun of her, but like, that's it. Like she groomed her husband, Woody Allen, Roman Polanski. Like it, it, it just, it, the society, um, protects abusers. So maybe something will happen to Jonathan. Maybe nothing will, we don't know, but that was all, um, the accusations, their accusations and, you know, all the legal jargon I have to say to protect myself. So, um, <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow, like I spoke about last week, her trial, it is fully turned into a circus that I have gotten on and I will not be getting off. Um, Diet Prada, which is a great Instagram account, uh, put out a um, post that says the seven most absurd moments from Gwyneth Paltrow's ski accident trial. First off, I would like to say that <laughs> this goop goddess, I can't help, I can't help but to believe her that she, that she, she wasn't the one. He ran into her. I can't help but to believe it. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She, it, <laughs> her outfit she wore with the glasses and the chunky sweater. I can't. Gwyneth. Um, so apparently her attorney is a kook and a half. And she went on this whole like thing. Like, are you friends with Taylor Swift? And, <laughs> and I saw people joking around like the whole reason that she took this job was so that she could secure Eras tour tickets. And that cracked me up. Um, but basically she was trying to establish like, are you, are you really good friends with Taylor Swift? And she's like, I'm friendly. I know her. I've taken my kids to her concerts and I couldn't understand why. And thank God for diet Prada, Prada, um, diet Prada, uh, for explaining it. And it's because Gwyneth is, um, counter suing for $1 and that's what Taylor Swift did 
back in 2017, 2018, with her um, trial against that awful radio DJ that sexually assaulted her. Um, you know, that picture, ugh, disgusting. And she won. She won the $1. And so Gwyneth is countersuing for $1. And they're, I guess, trying to establish that, like, she's just doing that because that's what Taylor did. So that's why she had that weird line of questioning about Taylor Swift. Um, there, <laughs> this is not funny. This is not funny. I'm laughing, but it's not funny. Okay. Um, this, the third slide on the diet product post is Gwyneth initially thought the accident could have been a sexual assault. That's <laughs> not funny. That part's not funny. Um, it's that the lawyer was like, so did you think that there was some like grinding and thrusting behind you? <laughs> this lawyer is too much. Um, <laughs> there's another, there's another one <laughs> where <laughs> this woman is trying to say, <laughs> I gotta pause it because I gotta get a grip for a second. Last name is pronounced like Harris with a lisp. It's Harith. H-E-R-A-T-H. <laughs> that is a woman who's <laughs> telling the court what her last name is. She said Harith, like you're saying Harris with a lisp. Oh my god, this Scooby-Doo court. Scooby-Doo court. Um... Uh, and then <laughs> the lawyer, um, they were talking about <laughs> Gwyneth is charming everybody about how tall Gwyneth is. And the lawyer is like, I'm very jealous that you're so much taller than me. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, <laughs> and then probably, um, uh, the most like viral moment of this trial so far is like when I guess Gwyneth was talking about like um, the lawyer, the accident that if it deterred her from enjoying the rest of her trip. And what I've seen online is that they're trying to establish that there was some sort of damages. And while it's not like monetary because Gwyneth is incredibly rich and, privilege like she could she could be <laughs> she she could take care of herself monetarily that's why she's countersuing for a dollar the reason that they asked that was to establish that she had damages and the damages that she gave she said well I lost a half day of skiing <laughs> god Oh my God, I can't even take it. I can't. I will never. It's like Harris, but with a lisp. I would say something like that. I would, you know, how I was talking about earlier about how they asked about baby Hitler killing baby Hitler in my ethics class. Um, the joke I made because I was so just like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. This is stressing me out. So I made an inappropriate joke. And I was like, what if I just like nurtured baby Hitler? Like, what if I could have just been baby Hitler's mom? And I said, I could have fixed him. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And they looked at me, these boys, these 18-year-old boys looked at me like, yeah, you could have fixed Hitler. And I said, yeah, I could have. I did it with my husband. (laughs) They're like, you're comparing your husband to Hitler. And I said, I guess I am, but he's not like Hitler. (laughs) Oh my God. I get, when I get nervous, I make stupid jokes. So I totally, I totally am on her side when it comes to her saying, like Harris, but with a lisp. (laughs) Oh my God. I can't believe she said that. Um, it's just ridiculous things that have happened in the celebrity pop culture world. Um, speaking of absurd things, Kanye West decided he's no longer anti-Semitic because of Jonah Hill and Jonah Hill's performance in 21 Jump Street. And I am saying that with all seriousness. Kanye West said he he liked Jews again because of Jonah Hill's performance in 21 Jump Street. That's what happened in the world this past week. Um, so if you didn't know, Jonah Hill cured anti-Semitism. And um, that, that is, that is a, a fact of life. And I want you to sit there and I want you to think about that you live in a time where that that was sent out on social media. I'm pretty sure he tweeted that. Um, and I am very thankful. I'm very thankful that anti-Semitism, um, you know, forget all the work that the Holocaust Museum and the Auschwitz Project do. Just show everybody 21 Jump Street and we won't have any more Nazis. Um, So thank you, Jonah. Uh, I also like 21 Jump Street. I love those movies. I think they're funny. Um, They were just on like TBS or whatever a couple weeks ago and I watched about 20 minutes and I was like, oh yeah, I remember why I like this show so much. It's funny. (sighs) So thanks, Kanye. Um, Moving on to one very, very, very unfortunate thing. And I don't think I'm going to get over it um, for a minute. My favorite white woman is getting a divorce. And I'm not going to say that I am psychic. Um, You know, I talked about Black China She's in the news, removing her filler. Um, I have a theory that I saw somebody. So it's not my theory. I can't take credit for it. And I can't remember who said it, who said it, who said it. It was somebody on Twitter. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I wish I could give you credit. They, Black China has been um, showing a lot of videos of her getting, like, baptized and stuff and talking about, like, a lot about scripture. And there's nothing wrong with that. However, I do think that China... And like what I talked about in my episode with China is China's a businesswoman first and foremost, and she's a smart businesswoman. And she has realized, I don't know who or what inspired this realization, but she has realized that the Christian um, industrial complex, there's a lot to be made there. And I saw somebody tweet out, mark my words, she's going to become 
a mega church wife. And I said, holy shit, you are right. It all clicked. It all clicked. She is pivoting and she has pivoted hard. And I've noticed that she is uh, dressing a lot more conservatively. Um, So that was interesting. Uh, And I think she's, I think, give it a few more years. She's going to be like Megan Good. But, um, cause you know how like Megan Good's married to like that pastor, but Megan still like retains like some of her sexiness and she's like, you can be sexy and a Christian. I think that, um, China's going to follow that path, but I think China's going to, oh my God, I just had a premonition. I just had a premonition. What if China got with Jamal Bryant? Oh my God. Oh my God, I can't say I have a prediction because it just was a premonition that came upon me. But wouldn't that be iconic? Oh my God, the reality show. Oh my God, could you imagine Black China and Giselle Bryant being petty with each other? Oh my God, Lord, please bless us with that. If that does happen, you heard it here first. But that other girl tweeted out the mega church pastor's wife the first lady so i have to i if i figure it out i will insert credit here or i will insert credit on the spotify bio um okay so the next thing uh that i wanted to talk about was mike myers um not michael myers mike myers you know austin powers that guy so this man who was a worked as a bodyguard said he was fired four hours um, <laughs> after four hours on the set of the Love Guru because he looked at Mike Myers. And of course, people come and defend that and they're like, you can't be in their eye. You can't be in the actor's eyesight because it like takes them out. And he's like, true. And I completely understand not making eye contact when they're acting, but we were in a makeup trailer. <laughs> and then all these people were like, I heard of this story. I um, worked on this different show and they talked about how this uh, like bodyguard was fired after four hours on set of the love guru. And he was like, I was one of a few that were fired after four hours. So it could be me or it could be somebody else. And there was a bunch of people that corroborated how much of an asshole allegedly Mike Myers is. And apparently I did a little digging and this is a well-known thing. I had no idea. Oh, I forgot. Okay. Yeah. So Mike Myers asshole, um, it's come out that he had people fired for looking at him in the eye. Um, so I guess that sucks because I thought he was a nice guy and, um, rude but I forgot I didn't even like wrap up my thought when I said I had um my premonition so before that I was talking about how I said I'm not psychic but two plus two is equaling four talked about China now she's all in the news talked about Lindsay Lohan now she's pregnant what's this other thing I talked about how Reese Witherspoon 
is my favorite white woman. And guess what? She's in news now because her and her husband are getting divorced. And um, I am devastated. So this is the tea I could find. Unverified tea, but this is the tea I could find. Her husband, which I knew, he was a um, agent for CAA, which is one of the big uh, celebrity agencies. And he left to start Quibi. You might be saying, Kayla, what's Quibi? Exactly. It was here, then it was gone. Um, The only thing that I know that was good that came of it was um, the reboot of Reno 911. I don't know what the premise of Quibi was, but whatever. So they put a lot of money into Quibi and Quibi crashed and burned spectacularly. And apparently that began the demise of their marriage. Um, Him leaving, him putting all of this into Quibi. And they just were not able to recover what was once there because of the devastation of Quibi. (laughs) Not funny, okay? Somebody lost their marriage, but quibby is a funny word to say. I'm devastated for Reese, okay? After everything she went through with Ryan Phillippe, which, side note, here's some tea that is uh, very, very alleged. Um, I have only ever seen people theorize it. But apparently... Ryan Phillippe and Reese Witherspoon's daughter, Ava, uh, didn't follow Ryan Phillippe on face or on Facebook, on Instagram for a very long time. And he, um, didn't have any posts about her and, uh, she didn't have any posts about him and all this stuff. And the theory Um, The tea that went around was that Ryan hooked up with one of her friends. And so she was very angry. I don't know if she doesn't follow him anymore um, or if she follows him now or if she still doesn't follow him or whatever it is. But that was the tea on that. And Ryan Phillippe is. He kind of like, how does he still have a career? Because he's not a good actor, in my opinion. Um, it's because he's pretty, like he was really good in cruel intentions, obviously, but, um, he's just kind of like, I don't know, seems like he's scummy. And so she went through all that, that she went through with him and his cheating allegedly and all this stuff. And he couldn't, it was apparent he couldn't take that her star had eclipsed his, um, And then it seemed that like, you know, she got with somebody who wasn't in the limelight and they like seemed really happy and things were going really good and Quibi tore them apart. So that made me sad to learn about. Then Miss Emily Ratajkowski, um, which I think that this is PR. I don't know if I believe it and I don't mind it. It was fun. I'm not being one of those people that hate on it. I love Emily Ratajkowski. Somebody tried saying that if Emily didn't have big boobs, she wouldn't be a successful model. And I'm like, yeah, her boobs definitely do contribute because she's like tiny with these big boobs, but she's stunning and she's always been stunning. So I just don't get that. I'm like, what? You're saying this girl never would have been a model if she didn't have 
big what I don't understand why people are such haters but she over the weekend was photographed making out with Harry Styles which makes complete sense you know those that pairing makes complete sense it doesn't excite me the way um it it excited me when I saw her hanging out with uh Pete um he really kind of where's he been where has Pete Davis been? I haven't seen anything about him since him and Emily. Uh-oh. What's going on there? I need eyes on the ground. Oh, and there's something so important I want to talk about. Um, So I was listening to another podcast, um, and it was a few weeks old. And the host made a joke about, uh, it was from like when the Oscars was on. And they were talking about um, the joke that Jimmy Kimmel made about how, uh, like, Tom Cruise and James Cameron both weren't at the biggest night in movies after they begged everybody to go to the movies. And it got me talking. I was telling my mom about it and how funny I thought. I can't even remember the joke she made, but it was so funny. And I we were talking about, because my mom really loves, like, Tom Cruise movies um, like she's very much somebody who can appreciate a action packed movie. Um, I'm a bit of a hater when it comes to it, but I did enjoy Top Gun. I had fun watching that movie with my, and I think it was because my husband's in the Navy and he grew up revering that movie. My father-in-law's in the Navy. And so like, he was just excited to see that those characters and stuff, uh, But I was talking about how Tom Cruise has no relationship with Surrey Cruise. And I was like, I don't think it's talked about enough how Tom Cruise is a deadbeat dad. Like, that's just not talked about enough. Like, I'm pretty sure he hasn't seen Surrey in years. Why aren't we talking about that? Why aren't we, why aren't, why, why aren't we as a society being like, dude, you're a deadbeat dad because he makes a fun action movie. Oh my God. He's just like, <laughs> he's a deadbeat. And I'm like, we're just so like, okay with that when I can't help but to notice, um, you know, when people of other races are. Like, Owen Wilson allegedly is a deadbeat, too. Uh, he got, like, this woman pregnant, and they have, like, a daughter, and he ha- he pays his child support, but he has nothing to do with the daughter. That is a deadbeat dad. Why aren't, like, huh? Why Why isn't, like, that being talked about? I just, it's, like, crazy. I'm sure that Katie Holmes, um... It's probably happy that Tom isn't in Suri's life because she was able to get, you know, the kid get Suri the F away from Scientology. But I'm just like, he's a deadbeat dad. And like, we're all just like, but he hangs off the side of an airplane and does all his own stunts. Okay. And I don't know. You're traumatizing your daughter. I just can't get over how one person can do something that is so awful 
and they are absolutely annihilated. And then a different person can do the same thing or something worse. And they're just forgiven. I just don't get it. I don't like, I can't reconcile those two things. Okay. Quick little shout out. One thing I can reconcile and I'm sorry to admit it, but Kim Kardashian, her skims line, chef's kiss, chef's kiss. It, she knows what she's doing. So I got one bra. It was too big. And I was like, hey, because I ordered a second order. And I was like, hey, can I exchange this um, for like the, the second order I got? Can I change it? Because it hadn't shipped. It just had been confirmed. Can I change the size to the correct size? And they're like, no, we can't. We don't do exchanges right now but we'll waive the return fee. And I was like, oh my God, that is not what I was expecting. So thank you. And the return fee for like, when you return stuff, it's only $6. It's like not even that bad. And so, and they like, they're like, just packages up. I kept the same box it came in. I just packaged it up, took the QR code to USPS. They scanned it, put the tape on it. I freaking mailed it. It was easy. It was like Amazon easy. And when I went to my local post office, there wasn't even a line. And it was a Friday night. There wasn't even a line on a Friday night. I was like, what is going on? I'm telling you, 30 so far has been great. Um, <laughs> no line at USPS. 30 has been great. Uh, so the bra, so I, then I got a bra in the correct size and amazing. I wore that on my birthday it was, um, the girls were sitting pretty. And then she has this line that's called like, um, it's like the, uh, uh, second skin or something like that. It really does feel like a second skin. It feels like you don't have a bra on whatsoever. And what's so crazy about it is there's no wire, there's no pad, but it still pushes your boobs up. Phenomenal. Um, and it's not like a sports bra where it compresses everything. Like it actually is like one you could wear with like a low cut shirt. I'm very picky with my underwear. Um, and like I, if I'm wearing like a full underwear, not a thong, I want just very specific coverage. And she has these cotton, like full briefs. They are so comfortable. They don't dig in anywhere. And I, they're expensive. Everything of hers is expensive. Um, I absolutely fell in love. I was like, I'm a believer. I'm going to buy a bunch of these. I bought, um, there, she has this line part of it called, uh, like the accessibility line. And it's for people who are, um, like, uh, disabled, like they don't have good function of like their legs or something. And so like the model she has are like models in a wheelchair. And what it is, is like with the underwear is they, 
So like people who can't put their legs through their underwear. Instead, there's like snaps on each side. So you put your underwear under you and then you snap it on the on each side. And I got that just to try it out because I thought it was cool. And again, I'm so picky with my underwear that I just didn't like the way it sat on my hips. But um, I think that that is so... And like being accessible and being inclusive, it it feels like it should be the bare minimum, but it's not. And so I really commend that specific part of her brand because that that's not even something people who are able-bodied think about, about how to put on their underwear in a way that is not time-consuming or in a way that they can actually do. So I just thought that was really cool. Um, and then also has a bra that's like, uh, that snaps in the front. That's part of that accessibility line. Um, and then I got, um, the, one of the viral dresses. Uh, well, I got two of them. The, the one I wore on Saturday for my birthday was like the cotton one. And it was this beautiful orange color. And, um, I got the TikTok uh, Lizzie McGuire shoes. You know, Lizzie McGuire, her little, um, it would be like a bitmoji, <laughs> like the original bitmoji in the Lizzie McGuire show, how she had her little cartoon and the orange like uh, platform she wore. Target sells a pair that look exactly like those. And I bought them and they're easy to walk in. Um, I had a size up. I probably should have only sized up a half a size but I ended up sizing up a full size and, uh, they are so cute. And if you are like wanting to live your 2000s dream, buy them. They're only like 40 bucks too. Um, and so I wore that and then I got the other, uh, I got another one of the dresses, but it was like in the, like not spandex, but kind of spandex material. That one I didn't like, I didn't like the way that felt. Um, it wasn't as comfy. It felt like I, I was like, I just want to wear a dress and not like feel sucked in like this. Um, but then I also got one of her shapewear that does suck you in and it sucks you in. But the thing is, so I've tried to wear other shapewear and I got thighs. I got a butt. Um, okay. I am black and native thing. I, I will never be a skinny mini person and God bless you. If you are, I, I, I love you and I love your body and it is beautiful. That's just not going to be me. That's not the way my genetics work. And so, um, I got, I got a dump truck. Okay. Let's just say what it is. And having a dump truck has its pluses. Okay. You know, I am attractive in the rear area However, when it comes to wearing shapewear, stuff cuts into this dump truck and it's uncomfortable. Kim's shapewear, listen, you pull it out of the box, you're going to be like, how am I going to fit my body in this? You're going to sweat when you put it on. However, your body will fit in it. And it does not like, it doesn't 
It sucks you in. You're like sucked in. Okay. You are sucked in, but it doesn't cut at your thighs or your butt. Um, in that way where it's like makes you raw it, I don't know how she does it. Uh, and, um, it, you can sit down in it and it's suck, you're sucked in, but you can still breathe. I don't understand it. I don't understand the science. I, I would be so happy to sit down with Kim and have her explain to me how she's able to make her shapewear suck you in, but not make you feel like you're getting injured. I don't know. So I'm here to tell you that the stuff I've tried of hers, really, really good. And um, very inclusive sizing, very inclusive function. It's cute. It's comfortable. Um, the, the stuff that I returned were just like preferences or they weren't my right size. Uh, but the quality is there. And so Kim girl, you did it. You did it. I'm, you got a believer in me when it comes to the skims because it's just, oh my God, I couldn't stop yapping about it. Um, waiting for the next Kardashian, uh, controversy. I did see that because like I told you, Chloe posted about Tristan's birthday and the theory is that they're, they're back together. Um, and so I am waiting for, I, I haven't heard a Kardashian scandal in a minute. So I'm wondering when that's going to happen. Um, we will see, we will see, we will see, but that is going to be it for me, uh, today. I really appreciate all of the support and all of the love and the fact that people listen to me yap into this microphone, I hope that a little Hot Topics um, week was really fun and just talking about all the things happening in the celebrity world. Uh, And next week, I will be back with my 90s model series. Thank you for your patience. Um, I am a busy bee, okay? I have my job. I go to school full time. I have a side job. I have this podcast. I have my eyebrows to pluck. I have makeup to put on. I have puppies to walk. I have floors to vacuum. Okay. And I don't say this to complain. I love being busy. It's what I thrive in. I productivity for me equals dopamine. Um, however, I need to come up with a schedule for recording Um, And also think about recording when I moving on to, I had a plan and it was like, for some reason, because I, I didn't have my book and it didn't go according to plan. I felt like I couldn't switch up what I was trying. I don't know. Okay. I don't know why I'm explaining myself. I don't, you've made it this far. That means you care about what I have to say or you're entertained or, you know, whatever. Okay. If you made it this far, you're fine. I, why am I explaining myself? Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this while you were doing your makeup, while you're drinking your coffee, while you're driving to work. 
thank you so much for the support and the continued listening.